Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 81. Um, got some good segments to get into today. Uh, definitely, we're going to kick it off with reaction to the conference championship game, Super Bowl preview. We'll open the odds. We'll look at the opening odds. And then we'll. Uh, I'm going to go, I did an advantage at each position. It'll be equal, slight, firm, or massive. Um, you know, we're going to go quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, O-line, D-line, linebackers, cornerback, safety, and special teams. And then we'll get into some combat sports talk, boxing and MMA. Um, then we're going to get into my t- my updated top seven MMA fighters in each weight class. Uh, haven't done that in a while, so as of January 31st, these will be my rankings. Oh, MMA. So it's not just going to be UFC fighters. There will be multiple. Then Fee sent me in a bunch of questions. I'm going to call it the Fee segment. Sent me in a lot. We're going to get into top 10 QBs in the NFL. How high can Jalen move up in the QB ranks if he wins the Super Bowl? Three best position to make three teams best position to make a significant jump next season. Three teams I could see declining. Uh, redraft this quarterback class of Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and Hertz. Three biggest takeaways from this year's playoffs and where I want these quarterbacks to land and where I think they will land this coming off season. So let's get into the reaction to conference. I was starting the NFC Championship game. Eagles. Beat the beat up Niners thirty one seven to reach the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean it was, it was rough for the, uh, rough for the Niners. Huh? You know your first possession quarterback blows out his elbow. Basically, he's out six months. Uh, Josh Johnson then gets a concussion, and then you put Brock Purdy back in, and he can't throw. He threw a screen pass, made the rest of his handoffs. It was rough. I mean, it was just it went from, you know the. Eagles looked really good early, and then the Niners, obviously the injuries really made it a non-game. You know, Josh Johnson wasn't doing terrible, and you know you could have a chance to get back in that game if Josh Johnson stays in because at least he could throw the ball, but he gets a concussion, he's done. And so the Eagles win. I mean, I think uh, I think the Eagles were going to win that game, personally anyway. I don't think they would have won it about 31-7, though, if the quarterbacks don't get hurt. Um, but I did think the Eagles were going to win that game. I thought just at home, I think they're just a little better than the Niners. Um, Jalen Hurts played really well. I mean, the Niners' defense really just did all they could. It was you know you're on the they were on the field so much that later on in that game it was just going to be tough to get stops because you're tired. But they did all they could. They'll be back next year, and we're going to get into you know we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about the Niners here later, obviously. But the Eagles again, yeah, head to the Super Bowl. Um, they played really well, and they've played really well. But you know, people have said you know they've outscored their opposition in the playoffs, sixty nine to fourteen. Well. They also played Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy for a play or two, and then Josh Johnson, and then Brock Purdy with no ability to throw. And I and I quoted that and said, I quoted that and said, they have played Daniel Jones, injured Brock Purdy, and Josh Johnson. They will play Burrow or Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Going to be a different challenge for that defense, you know, having to play Burrow and Mahomes. So it'll be interesting. Uh, late game, AFC Championship, late game winning field goal gets Chiefs 23-20 win over the Bengals to get to the Super Bowl. You know, so many people calling the game rigged. Let me get a drink real fast. So many people calling the game rigged and such. It's like, it's chill. It's chill on the rigged. Um... The Chiefs played better and almost, and running the ball really was just a wash because both teams couldn't run the ball. Um, Mahomes played cleaner, played better. 
the O-line protected him better than the Bengals. The D-line of the Chiefs played much better. Uh, the secondary was very good. Um, Valdez Scantling was one of the best players on the field. Uh, Travis Kelsey was good. The special teams were good for the Chiefs. You win those battles, you're the better team. Mahomes is on one leg with three top receivers out. Imagine if Joe Burrow was at the quarterback of the Chiefs. Mahomes was the quarterback of the Bengals, right? I know Burrow had a couple of linemen out too, and I'm not going to look past that. But what Mahomes gives you, let's say Burrow was the quarterback of the Chiefs and he had Tony, Hardman, and Juju all go down. And Mahomes on the other side with Joe Mixon, Shamaj P. Ryan, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Hayden Hurst. Mahomes' team wins that game by three to four scores. No question. Dominates that game. Utterly dominates. And people ask, people, and this is what gets me, and people say, well, you can't throw that flag at that point in the game. Why? He's two feet out of bounds, and you shoved him. What do you mean? The rules and shit doesn't just go away at the end of the game. It doesn't just, you don't just throw the rules out the window. Oh, it's under two minutes. We're throwing everything out the window. Just play however you want. That's not how it works. That is not how it works, ever. It's the dumbest argument in sports. Well, you can't throw that with that t- we're at that point in the game. Why? So they're just allowed to hit Mahomes late out of bounds, and it's not a flag? Come on. Let's be real. You're just upset that the Bengals lost, you know? They were they were America's sweetheart. People love the Bengals and their story of coming back, oh my God, they lost the Super Bowl last year, they're going to come back and win it this year. And I do believe that if they got to the Super Bowl, they would have won. I said the winner of this AFC Championship game would win the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs were better on the night. With a quarterback on one leg, they were better. That's all I really got to say about that game. Rigged? No. Definitely not rigged. You can't hold your whistle and hold your flag because it's there's eight seconds left in the game. You can't just hold your whistle. That's not how it works. It's not how it works. A flag is a flag, whether it's called at four, at 1440 of the first quarter or eight seconds to go in the fourth. You don't change the rule. There's not a thing in the rule book that says, listen, all these flags are called until the last three minutes of the fourth quarter, and then it's no holds barred. It's not how it works. Sorry, you upset Bengals fans. So let's get a little Super Bowl preview. I think the Chiefs are underdogs. Let me check, though. Um, Chiefs versus Eagles odds. So I'd obviously like to... I do get on bed in GM. Okay, so is this bet in GM? It is bet in GM. Chiefs are plus one and a half. Eagles minus one and a half. So Chiefs are plus one hundred five on the money line. Eagles are minus one twenty five on the money line. So virtually, virtually a pick them. Um, I think those are crazy. I think I would have the Chiefs at minus three, minus you know around there. I think they're. I know that. I think the, this will change once you know Chiefs now get a two week break to get healthy. Mahomes obviously. I don't think that ankle is ever going to get to one hundred percent this year, but he's going to be damn close to it. It can be a lot closer to it getting two weeks. Juju, Hardman, and Tony all get in Kelsey, you know, all get time to recover now for two weeks. I think this line will switch. I think the Chiefs are favored for sure by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. But those are the odds right now. Plus one and a half to minus one and a half, plus one oh five on the money line for the Chiefs, minus one twenty five for the Eagles on the money line. Okay. So let's get into advantage at each position. We're gonna start we're gonna we're gonna save the quarterback and offense for last. We're gonna go special teams. I did firm Chiefs. I know Butker's been shaky this year. I still think he's one of the best kickers in football. Uh, he's been a lot better as of late. Uh, they have maybe the best punter in football as well. 
and take I mean take a look at the return game. Sky Moore really, you could argue, got was the reason they could have a chance to get there. Because let's just say he fair catches at the twenty. Do we really think the Chiefs are going to get there with Mahomes hobbled and down three weapons? The game's probably going to overtime. Um, but what a return by Sky Moore to get into the midfield, and that gave the Chiefs the chance to get it done. You know, the Bengals shouldn't be bitching about the flag. They should be bitching more about their special teams not being able to cover the punt return. He had a 27-yard 20, punt return. Cover that better. You, you pin him down inside the 30. You know, let's say he only has an 8-yard return. They start at the 28. I would be shocked if the Chiefs get down there and get a field goal. I know it's Mahomes, but he's hobbled, not, not many weapons. I'm going to go firm on the Chiefs. Safeties. Um, I really like the way Thornhill and Justin Reed have played. I'm going to go Eagles slight, though, because Gardner Johnson's phenomenal. Um, I am going to go Eagles slight. Uh, Cornerbacks, I'm going to go firm on the Eagles. I know the Chiefs secondary has played tremendous, but I'm going to go firm on the Eagles. They have big game slay. I think I would go firm. Firm on the Eagles at corner. Linebackers, these are like you know Nick Bolton, the interior linebackers. I'm going Chiefs slight. I think Bolton's the best linebacker on the field. Willie Gay's played tremendous. Uh, so I'm going to go slight Chiefs. D-line, I'm also going to lean Chiefs slightly because for some reason Frank Clark turns into one of the greatest defensive ends in football when it's playoff time. And Chris Jones finally unleashed and got a couple sacks. Their D-line's going to be huge in this game because Hurts is very mobile. You know, he he will look to run. So their D-line's going to be huge. I'm going to give it a slight edge to the Chiefs. O-line, I'm going to go Eagles slight. The Chiefs have a great O-line. Um, but the Eagles, I think, have the best O-line in football. So I'm going to go Eagles slight lean. Uh, tight end. The gap between Kelsey and everybody else, you know, and Kittle, and then everyone else is so huge. I'm going I'm going Chiefs massive. I'm going Chiefs massive uh, because I just think there's such a gap of tiers. I truly think tier one, I mean, you got to put Kelsey almost in a tier by himself, but if you go, I would go tier one, Kelsey, tier two, Kittle, and then Goddard fits into the tier three. He's very, very good, don't get me wrong. He's with like the Mark Andrews Club, the Hawkinson, what I think Pitts will be. Guys like that, I think that's where he fits. I'm going to go massive. Wide receivers, I'm going to go Eagles firm. Um, and it's not even just because, you know, the Chiefs are banged up. You would probably take Devontae Smith over every receiver on the Chiefs as well. Over Juju, over Tony, over Hardman, over MVS. And obviously they have A.J. Brown, the superstar. So I'm going to go firm on the Eagles. I think the, the Chiefs may have better depth if they're healthy. Because you got Juju, Tony, Hardman, MVS, Sky Moore, Watson. I think they're deeper, but I, that's why I'm not going massive. But I think the Eagles are still better. Running backs, I'm going Eagles firm. And I know the, the running backs for the Chiefs have played really well this year, uh, especially you know the two-headed monster of Pacheco and McKinnon. But, man, the three-headed monster of Philly might be the best in the NFL. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Gainwell. I mean, it's really good, so I'm going Eagles firm. Quarterback, I've, I've said it. It didn't take me to watch him beat Joe Burrow, to know there's a massive gap between one and two at quarterback. And I have, you know, Hertz ranked anywhere from six to 10. So I'm going QB Chiefs massive. They have the best quarterback in the NFL. Maybe the best quarterback anyone's ever seen. I think I've ever seen. I would I would say Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Um, Jalen Hurts says, you know, he's won some games now, but this is different. This is different level of game. You know, this is the brightest of lights, and I know he, I know he'll be up for it. But Mahomes has been there. He's he's been on the he's been on the right side and the wrong side. Mahomes been through it. He's been in five straight AFC championships. That's all this guy does is play in big time games. Here we are. I'm going Chiefs massive at the position. So that'll be the Super. Bowl. We'll give more picks, and I'll do more next week since obviously the Super Bowl is not this week. 
Um, I guess I can give up the Super Bowl picks. I'll read out those last. Um, let's get into combat sports now. Boxing. Jake Paul and Tommy Fury f- officially set for February 26th in Saudi Arabia. Let me grab one more drink. Early thoughts is I like this matchup for Jake Paul. I've always thought this would be a great matchup. I don't know who's I don't really know who's going to win yet, but I like Jake Paul's chances. Um, I think he's got the power advantage. I think Fury will have the speed advantage though, and definitely just chaos. I think is going to favor Jake Paul in this one. Um, because Tommy's a traditional. He's a traditionalist boxer. He likes to get behind the jab to set up the right hand. I think this fight getting more wild and more reckless will favor Jake Paul. And I think that's what he's got to make it a little bit of a dirty fight. Um, and let's just be honest. Tommy Fury has not fought in these bright of lights. Yeah, you can say, yeah, Jake Paul's only fought Anderson Silva and Tyron Woodley twice, but those are big fights, main events. Like those are huge fights. Pay-per-view main eventer. He's been right. I mean, I think that the the bright lights could get to Tommy here. This is this is a massive, you know, and I don't you'd have to look at who Tommy has fought. I don't think he's fought anyone better than Jake. And I don't think Jake's fought anyone that's better than Tommy. I would, I think Tommy would beat Anderson Silva. Maybe eh, maybe. But I think Jake might have fought the toughest guy between the two and Anderson, right? Um but I just think the bright lights could get to Tommy. Um we can check we're gonna check the odds here too while we're here. Um Jake Paul Versus Tommy Fury odds. I'll be interested to see what the odds are. That was four days ago. Do we got anything else? Jake's the favorite, really. Okay, here's odds checker. This was seven hours ago. This was seven hours ago. Okay, I understand. These are I don't who are these odds brought to you by. Okay, we're just gonna go off what these guys have. This was seven hours ago. Jake Paul minus 200, Tommy Fury's plus 160. Wow, that's pretty shocking. That's quite shocking. Okay, hold on. What's going on here, though? Trending, canceled. Okay, no, it's, it's not canceled. I think somebody's just fucking with people. <laughs> I'm trying to find a legit, a legit site here. I guess I could probably go to uh, um, Bovada. They have they'll have similar uh, all sports, all sports, uh, boxing. Where's it at? Boxing. There we go. They'll probably have the line. I mean, it's coming up in a month, so they have to have the line, right? Two twenty six, I think. Jake Paul minus one seventy five. Tommy Fury's plus one seventy five. I think that's fair. I maybe have it a little closer. I would maybe go minus one fifty. To plus 120, 125 range. But I think those are fair. I think those are fair. I'm, I'm super interested in the fight. And obviously I'll give a, I'll give them, I'll, I'll watch some tape on Tommy. On these bigger boxing fights, I like to go back and watch some fights. I'll watch Jake Paul's last three fights. I'll watch Tommy's last few. I'll really go look at who Tommy's fought and probably pick out the guys that have winning records. And then that's how, you know, how I'll do it. But yeah, I'm interested in that fight. Can't wait. Four, four weeks out. Uh, better beef stops uh, Yarde. Bivol must be next. Bivol has to be next. They gotta set that up. Undisputed uh, title fight at light heavyweight. I think that's gotta be next. That's the fight everybody wants. Uh, both guys never lost. Both guys are probably in the top seven, top eight pound for pound. That's gotta be made next. 
Uh, De La Hoya and Golden Boy want to sign Terrence Crawford. De La Hoya says he can make Crawford Spence happen. I mean, I don't know what uh, Crawford's doing. He took that one off to make ten million flat. The pay per view bomb though, so he probably only made he probably made ten million. Um, but uh, that might have fucked that whoever he was fighting under. I can't remember who he was fighting under, but yeah, that might have fucked them because I think they did like a hundred under a hundred thousand buys. I think uh, for Crawford, De La Hoya is probably the way to go. Um, he's with you know Spence though. It's gonna be tough to make that fight. Um, they can do it though if you put if they put their goddamn minds to it and don't be you know, stingy bastards, they could easily make this fight happen, it needs to happen, but I'm getting, I'm getting kind of fed up with it, like, it is what it is at this point, if it doesn't happen, okay, I'm, and that's how, that's what sucks, though, is I'm so off of it, because of what they've done the past three years, two years, and negotiations, oh, we're close, and then both of them take another fight, it's like, all right, so in May, a look ahead to Lewis and Spivak card, um, I can read off the fan fight pick standings real quick. I had a monster night in the pay-per-view. The last pay-per-view, my dad sits at 11 points. Rough start. Lou, 22. Christian, 26. And myself at 35. So a really good start. I can... I'll look at the... Uh, we'll look at that card, though. So UFC 283 was last. Um, that was the one we picked. Uh, but there's a fight night coming up. Yep, Louis Spivak. I don't know what we're picking. Uh, so we'll probably pick the top four. That might be it. Yeah, probably uh, Dohoi Troy, Kyle Nelson, Tybura, uh, Ivanov, um, Dane Unjan versus Devin Clark, and then Lewis Bivox. So we're probably picking four fights this week. It's not really – it's the – what is it called? Dana White's thing that he's done over there. Um, mixed martial arts. UFC heavy – by former UFC heavyweight talenter. Okay, well, I'm trying to figure out what they're calling this. They have it at – they had like a little name for this. Road to the UFC or something. And all the guys on the undercard, I think, are fighting in the finals of the welterweight, lightweight, featherweight, bantamweight, flyweight finals. I think that's what it is. Uh, of that tournament thing that Dana White did over in... Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. It was supposed to be at, in South Korea. Um, and I think that's where it was, was South Korea. And now it's at the Apex. Um, you know, I think, let me check out Kyle Nelson, um, you know, Kyle Nelson's lost two in a row, so they're really not, Doi Hoi Choi, though, when was the last time he fought, I thought the Korean Superboy, I thought this guy was gonna be sad, he's still only 31, he's 14 and 4, he's just been through some wars, man, lost his last three, Club, Club Swanson decision was a war, the Jeremy Stevens fight was a war until he got knocked out, and the Charles Jordan fight was a war until he got knocked out, I mean, he was fight of the night, fight of the night, fight of the night, performance of the night, performance of the night. See if he can get back on track. I hope he does. I'll probably take him. Uh, Tybura and Ivanov. Huh? Tybura, 37. He is coming off a win over Romanov via majority decision. He lost to Volkanovski. Before that, he had won five in a row. I mean, this this is a terrible card. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's an awful card, but it's a fight night at the Apex, and that's where they put on their awful cards. Uh, Ivanov lost two. He lost to Lewis and Sakai, but then beat DeLima by decision. Before that, he had won over two of Vasa and Rothwell. This will be an interesting one. I think I lean Tybura. That's an interesting fight. Light heavyweight, Dung Un Jung. 6'4", 205, 29-year-old light heavyweight, 15-3. and He's coming off a KO loss to Jacoby. Before that in the UFC, he had a submission win, KO win, draw, win-win. So his record in the UFC is 4-1-1. One, and one. He's only 29. Devin Clark, did he win his last fight? He's 32. He is 13-7. and seven. He is coming off a loss. 
hasn't hasn't been a great run for oh he fought at heavyweight in one fight that was and he won and then he came back I think that was a late fight that he took and then he came back and fought Osma uh, Murzakhanov and he got knocked out in the third round I would probably lean lean towards uh, Jung uh, then Spivak what was his last fight he's fifteen and three he's won two in a row by knockout. So let's just start. For 2020, he lost the Tibera decision, beat Carlos Felipe, a decision majority, beat Olenek by decision, got knocked out by Aspinall, knocked out Greg Hardy, knocked out Augusto Sky. It really depends on what Derek Lewis is going to show up. I looked at his, some of his training, though. He looks to be in phenomenal shape, though. He's 21 and 7. He's lost two in a row, but he's lost to Pavlovich and Tuavasa. Two studs. Before that, he knocked out Dacus. He had a knockout loss to Gon, but then before that, he beat Ivanov, Latifi, Olenek, Blades. I think that Derek Lewis will find a way to get this done, in my opinion. I would lean Derek Lewis here um, for sure. Uh, but that's that card. Um, those are the four I would take. Uh, Charles Oliveira expected to return in April and May versus Benil Darius. He's ba- he won an immediate rematch after this, and the UFC told him they would like him to fight one. And Darius is probably right next in line after Oliveira, so I think that fight makes a ton of sense. That's a great fight. Uh, Connor is actually going to be coaching the ultimate fighter upon his return. Uh, against who, we don't know. I think Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson are probably the two guys that are in the mix. Uh, Masvidal was, but Masvidal just got a fight booked. We're going to talk about that card, a great-looking card at UFC 287. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I think it's cool. He said, you know, I I want to be able to dive in full and, you know, I'm going to coach Ultimate Fighter. I'm going to be devoted to that and then right into a fight, you know, basically. So I'll be interested to see who he's coaching against. Uh, Dana announces UFC 287 card. Let's take a look at it. This card looks sick. So we got UFC 284 coming up February 12th. Uh, then we got some fight nights. Then we got Jones versus Gone on March 4th. Then we got Usman Edwards March 18th. Now we have Pereira Adesanya April April 8th. This card looks awesome. So let's start off some of the undercard that have been announced. Calvillo Calvillo versus Lupita Godinez. Kelvin Gaslam versus Chris Curtis. That's a great fight. Gerald Mearshart versus Joe Pfeiffer, uh, Pfeiffer. Rob Font. The main card is going to be the five kicking it off will be Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Great fight. Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. Now, I don't know if this is the exact order. I know the last two or the last three are. I don't know how they'll do Rosas and then Font and Yanez. It'll be one of two openers. Uh, Kevin Holland and Ponzinibbio will be a barn burner. And then the co-main event, Gilbert Burns, Masvidal. God, that fight is sick. And then the main event, the rematch, Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. Um, that's a great fight. I can't wait for that. I think Izzy's going to get his belt back. I truly do. Um, I think he's going to look to put a little more pressure on uh, old uh, uh, Pereira. And I think, you know, he, he hurt him in that first round. I think he knows he can hurt him. And I think he's I think he knows that the longer the fight goes, it just gets da- it just gets more dangerous because his power translates for five rounds, dude. It's insane. Um, but I can't wait for that fight. That's going to be awesome. But that will be combat sports. Now we'll get into my updated top seven MMA fighters. My updated top seven MMA fighter rankings in each weight class. At flyweight, at seven, I'm going Math, uh, Matthias Nicolau. I think he's going to get a title. Sh- I think he's going to be on his way to a title shot by the end of the year, early next year. He's a stud. Adriano Marais, who's in one, he's going to have his trilogy with Demetrius Johnson. Askar Askarov, who just was released from the UFC and he signed with ACA. Uh, Pantoja, 
um, at four, Kai Car France at three for me, Brandon Moreno at two, and he's the UFC champ, and then Demetrius Johnson at one, the one champ. I still think Demetrius Johnson would come back to the UFC and win the flyweight title. And my rankings might not always be the champion at one. I think for most of them they will be, but it won't always be the champ at one. And I do not have John Jones in my rankings because i got to see him fight first before I put him in there. Uh, Bantamweight, I'm going Sergio Pettis at seven, the Bellator champ. Corey Sandhagen of the UFC at six. Marlon Chito Vera at five of the UFC. Marab Divashili at four. Peter Yan at three. Sean O'Malley at two. And Aljamain Sterling, one, the UFC champion. Um, so the featherweight rankings, I'm going Ili Taporia undefeated the UFC Arnold Allen who just got booked for a fight against Max Holloway uh Josh Emmett at five Patricio Pitbull Friere the Bellator champ at four Yair Rodriguez at three um I don't know what's going on with Ortega I I don't have him in the rankings I think he's gonna be out for a while I would probably have him at three or four though um right now he's not in mind Max Holloway at two and obviously Alexander Volkanovsky the UFC champ at one lightweight I'm going Rafael Faziv at seven of the UFC, Benil Dariush at six, um, UFC fighter, AJ McKee of Bellator at five, Dustin Poirier of the UFC at four, Usman Nurmagomedov, 16, no Bellator champ at three, um, Charles Oliveira at two, and then the UFC champ Islam Mahachev at one. My welterweight rankings, Gilbert Burns at seven, Shavkat Rachmanov at six, these are all UFC and welterweight, uh, Bilal Muhammad at five, Hamzat Shimaev at four, the UFC champ Leon Edwards at three for me. Colby Covington at two, and Kamaru Usman at one. Um, for middleweight, Roman Delice at seven. Uh, these will all be UFC but one, and I'll announce that one when we get there. Roman Delice at seven, Jared Kandnir at six, Marvin Vittori at five, Alex Pereira, the UFC champ, at four, Johnny Eblen, the Bellator champ, undefeated at three, Robert Whitaker at two, and Israel Adesanya at one. My MMA top seven Light heavyweight rankings: Alexander Rockich at seven, Corey Sanders, Corey Anderson of Bellator at six, Jan Blahovich at five, Magomedin Kalaev at four, Vadim Nimkov, Bellator champ at three, Jamal Hill the UFC champ at two, and Yuri Prohashka at one. Heavyweight: Fedor Emelianenko of Bellator at seven, Tom Aspinall at six, Sergey Pavlovich at five, Curtis Blades at four, Cyril Gan at three, Stipe Miocic at two, and Francis Ngannou the free agent at number one. So now before we end it with the mock draft, we're going to get into the fee segment, my top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. At 10, Deshaun Watson. I know, rough year, didn't get to play much. I think one uh, an extra offseason in this system, though, I think he's going to be really good next year. Jalen Hurts at 9. Lamar Jackson at 8. Tom Brady at 7. Justin Herbert at 6. Trevor Lawrence at 5. Aaron Rodgers at 4. Josh Allen at 3. Joe Burrow at two, massive gap, one, Patrick Mahomes. How high can Jalen move up in the in my quarterback rankings if he wins Super Bowl? I would jump him over Lamar, Brady, and Herbert to, to six. Possibly over Lawrence at five. I think that's how high I would jump him if he gets this done. Three teams best positioned to make a significant jump next season. I went with the Carolina Panthers because I think they're going to get one of these veteran quarterbacks and uh, they're going to have a ton of cap room. I think the Panthers can make a significant jump, especially in that division. Who knows how good the Saints are going to be? The Falcons, they don't have a quarterback. Bucks might lose Brady. Um, but I'm going to go the Panthers. I'm going to go the Detroit Lions. Whether they get a quarterback or they roll with Goff, they still have money. I think they're going to be really good. Uh, a couple first-round picks, too. Uh, I think they're going to be solid next year. I could see them making the playoffs. New York Jets. 
uh, is my number one probably because I just think they're so set up. If they get a Carr or a Rodgers somehow or a Brady, they're going to be – they might win their division over the Bills next year. Three teams I could see declining. I'm going with the Vikings. I mean, and do I think they're going to miss the playoffs? Not necessarily. Do I think they're going to go 12-5 or 13-4, whatever it was? Probably not. Um, Chargers, I'm not high on the Chargers. Yeah, I think, you know, Keenan Allen is very injury prone. Mike Williams, very injury prone. How long can you just keep running uh, Eckler into the ground? I think they could decline a little. Maybe not miss the playoffs, but they could because that AFC is going to be so stacked. They could they could be a team that missed the playoffs. Baltimore Ravens, even if Lamar comes back, I could see them being a team that maybe misses the playoffs next year. I, they don't have a good receiving core. I know they could they could try to address that, and they should, but they haven't shown the willingness to. So I don't know. I would say those three teams. Redraft this quarterback class. Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Hurts. I would go Burrow 1 easily. I would go Herbert 2 for now. Jalen Hurts 3. If he wins the Super Bowl, he's over Herbert for me. And then Tua 4. And two is still a great starter in this league, but he would just be put at four for me. Three biggest takeaways from this year's playoffs. The gap between Mahomes and QB2 is so big. He won the AFC by playing on one leg for half, almost a full game against the Jags, and then one leg again against the Bengals for a full game. Eagles and Niners could face off for the next three NFC titles. That was what I learned. The NFC is not good. Cowboys are frauds. Vikings are, in my opinion, frauds. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the quarterback situation. I, that's why I think a team like the Panthers could be interesting next year if they get a car or something like that. I think they could really be interesting. Jaguars will be in the AFC title game next season. I think it'll be, if I had to say right now, I think the Jags will be in there as long as they don't play the Chiefs before the AFC title. I'll put that, I'll put that little caveat in there. Where I want to see these quarterbacks land, where I think they land. Tom Brady, I would love to see the Miami Dolphins personally. He loves Florida, so I'd love to see him stay down there and the weapons they have. I would love that. I think he's going to be a San Francisco 49er, though, personally. I think what's going to happen this offseason is I think they trade Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance could be on the move, and they roll with Brock Purdy as the backup to Brady and sit under him for a year or two, and then Purdy just keeps going after Brady retires. That's what I think is going to happen. Aaron Rodgers, where I'd want to see him, the Dallas Cowboys. Where I think he's going to go, the New York Jets. The Jets have kind of laid the groundwork. They hired Hackett who was the offense coordinator for him for his two MVP seasons, back-to-back, right? I think Hackett's still a great OC. I just don't think he was a good head coach. Uh, they have an unbelievable defense. They have money. They have a good old line. They have good running backs, good receivers. It's a dream for Rodgers. I know it's going to the AFC, but it's a dream, in my opinion. Jets become instant title contenders with Rodgers. Lamar Jackson. I would love to see him go to the Detroit Lions. I think with that team and that O-line and their ability to run the ball and the weapons they have, and they're building the defense. I would love to see him go to Detroit. I truly think he ends up in Baltimore, though. He'll stay in Baltimore. Derek Carr. I would love to see the New York Jets, but I think it's going to go to the Carolina Panthers. I think the Panthers have money. They're going to spend it, and I think that they know they're sitting at nine. So, you know, they could possibly still move up to get a quarterback. They could possibly get Levis at nine. But I think a two-year deal, three-year deal for Derek Carr, and you build around Derek Carr, I think that gives you a much quicker chance, especially they have to look at how open, if Brady leaves that division, how open that division is to win next year. Nine nine wins, ten wins gets you that division. Uh, Jimmy G, I would love to see him go to the Indianapolis Colts. I think he could re... I would, I would, I'm leaning towards the Raiders. Even if they draft the quarterback, I could see a one-year deal for Jimmy G and the Raiders with Josh McDaniels. 
Carson Wentz, Washington Redskins, because I want him to be there. <laughs> and uh, Washington Redskins where I think he ends up. Uh, I don't think he leaves. I think he stays there for another year. So I'm going to go Redskins for Wentz. Baker, I'd love to see him stay at the Rams. And I know you could, you're could. you saying, well, that's a backup role. Yeah, but Matt Stafford, that elbow, I don't know how how – I don't know how good that's going to go with that elbow injury. I'd truly go. I'm going to go Tampa Bay, though, is my guess to where, you think, where I think he ends up because I think Tampa's going to look at it, okay, we pick at 19. We could draft Anthony Richardson or Hendon Hooker, but are they ready to play now? Could we just sign Baker for a year with all the weapons we have? And still, if you got Baker and Carr went to the Panthers, I still think that roster in Tampa could possibly win the division with Baker Mayfield. So that will be the fee segment. Great questions by fee and great little topics. I love that. And here we go. We're going to go to the mock draft. So I'm, I'm going to start adding in some new things so they're not stagnant. Maybe having teams take different positions than usual. This one I'm going Texans sign a veteran quarterback, whoever that may be, and choose to wait for Caleb Williams next year. So at one, I'm going Bill, uh, Bears take Will Anderson. That's just going to be – it's going to be Will Anderson and Jalen Carter one, though. That's going to have to – what it's going to have to be. Texans, so they're going to go Jalen Carter, uh, the interior D lineman out of Georgia. Cardinals, they need an edge rusher. They get Miles Murphy out of Clemson. Colts get the quarterback, Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. Seahawks via Denver at five. They take Tyree Wilson, the other edge rusher, out of Tech. Uh, Raiders at seven. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback out of um, Ohio State. Falcons take Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon. They need help everywhere defensively. Uh, Panthers take Will Levis out of Kentucky, quarterback. Eagles at 10. I'm going B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas. Miles Sanders might want to let him walk and just, you know, have B. John on a rookie deal instead of paying Miles Sanders 10 to $12 million a year. So that was the top 10. At 11, I'm going Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle out of Ohio State, to the Titans. Texans with their second pick now. They go Quentin Johnson. I've heard they loved him. Uh, YBC right at TCU. He wouldn't be nine number one, but again, I'm trying to mix in what I would do and what I think is going to happen. <coughs> Jets go Peter Skaronsky, the tackle out of Northwestern. Help protect Rodgers if you get him. Patriots at 14. I'm going Joey Porter Jr., the cornerback out of Penn State. Uh, Packers, I'm going Jordan Addison. No matter if they have Rodgers or not, Jordan Addison. Help help Jordan Love. Jordan Addison, wide receiver to USC. 16, Redskins go Keely Ringo, the cornerback out of Georgia. Steelers at 17 go Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. George is going to have a lot of picks in here. Uh, 18 Lions, they go Cam Smith, the corner out of South Carolina, so they take an interior. Oh, I skipped over the Lions. I'm sorry, at six. They took Brian Brisset, the interior D lineman, out of Clemson. So they really fix up the defense. I think their offense is fine. They go two defensive picks, which I think they should do. Cam Smith out of uh, South Carolina, the corner, and Brian Brisset. I'm sorry, I skipped over them. I was too pumped up for the quarterbacks. Um, 19 Buccaneers. I'm going Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia. Obviously didn't get a play in the playoff. I think he's phenomenal talent, though. Uh, Seahawks at 20, they go Trenton Simpson, the interior linebacker to Clemson. I think defense is huge need for them. They get their edge and their interior linebacker. Ravens at 21, maybe get Lamar a weapon here. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Chargers, could go a bunch of ways. Tight ends are on one year. Give me Michael Mayer, the tight end at Notre Dame. Get Herbert another weapon, a young weapon. Vikings at 23, I'm going to go Devon Witherspoon, the cornerback of Illinois. They need help on, on the defensive side. I think corners are a huge need, so that's what I'm going there. <coughs> Jaguars also go corner out of Utah, Clark Phillips. Giants at 25. I'm going Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver of Tennessee. Kind of take the top off the defense guy for Daniel Jones next year. Cowboys. I said I was going to go different. I'm going Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. Dak has two years left on his deal. Maybe in a, after this year or in two years' time, Anthony Richardson is ready to go. I'm willing to take the chance on the upside. 
Uh, Bills, I'm going to Osiris Torrance, the interior alignment out of Florida. They need they need alignment. Uh, Bengals, I'm going Anton Harrison, the tackle out of Oklahoma. Again, Burrow needs to be protected. My word is he need protection. Uh, oh yeah, I guess this would now be. I'm going to keep it because this was I made this mock draft last night, but the trade was done for Sean Payton. I forgot to talk about that. Sean Payton is traded from the Saints to the Broncos for a first and a third, or first and a second, and the Broncos get a third. So this on the next mock draft, this will now be the Saints pick. I had the Broncos taking Isaiah Foskey, the edge at Notre Dame, though. Chiefs at 30. I'm going B.J. Ojolari, the edge out of LSU. Three straight edges going here. Eagles, Lucas Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa. And the Steelers at 32 take Drew Sanders, the interior linebacker out of Arkansas. Devin Bush could be gone. So I think you need to address that for sure. Um, but, yeah, uh, we can take a – here, let me do something real quick, and then we can get into – we'll take – I'll read off the rankings for – so the NFL playoff picks, records for the for the panel. I am sitting at the top at 8-4. and four. I cannot lose. I could tie, though. Um, Nick is seven and five. Zach six and six, and Carter and Colby four and eight. Um, as of these are the rankings of season two of KB and the Boys Locks. Colby at the top at eight and four. Schmidt at seven and five. Me at seven and five. Uh, Nick and Carter at five and seven. Parlay did move to zero and four, but if Carter has it, we'll have it this week. Uh, mortal lock record. We have a new mortal lock record update. So I was sitting at three and zero at the top. Schmidt was zero and one. Nobody else had one. Colby had one. 1-0, the Chiefs' money line hits. Colby goes to 1-0 in the mortal lock. I love the mortal locks. But, yeah, those are the rankings for now. Obviously, we'll be back with that Friday. But that was a good podcast. Thanks again to Fee for sending in, uh, sending in the segment. Uh, love those questions as as usual. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back Friday with KB and the boys. It'll be episode 21. Yeah, episode 21 will be uh, Friday. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Peace.